I'm Laura Harper-Lake. And I'm Sarah Reitzman, and you're You're listening listening to Creative Creative Guts. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to Creative Guts. Today, we're talking with artist... Sarah Fennerty. Fun fact, Sarah and I went to high school together, although we didn't know each other and we didn't graduate the same year. I discovered her work when she started designing the beer can labels at Northwoods Brewing Company, but all of her work is beautiful, so I'm excited to talk with her. We have a ton of questions for Sarah, so let's get into the guts of this episode of Creative Guts with Sarah Fennerty. Sarah, thanks so much for being on Creative Guts. We're so happy to have you. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited. So our listeners missed the bit where you and I went to the same high school. We were there at the same time, so we had a little overlap. (laughs) You were were the cool, intimidating older girl. You guys hear that? (laughs) So what happened? That was like a dad joke. I'm sorry. That was like an old fart joke. I like dad jokes. I appreciate them. I figured let's start with your art you know tell our listeners a little bit about what you do and what like mediums you work in and what your art looks like so my mom has always told me I kind of have like a multiple personality when it comes to my art because it kind of (laughs) fluctuates it changes I'm seeing head nodding oh I I understand (laughs) yeah so I primarily work with watercolors and ink and kind of like a very illustrative style, I guess. But I also like to work with charcoal and pastels and acrylics. And I just like recently, like during COVID, bought um, linoleum cuttings to do printmaking again because Sarah would remember Mr. Unrine, who was our old art teacher, (laughs) and he's amazing. And he did an awesome unit with it. So I haven't touched that since high school. So that's something I'm looking to experiment with again. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, but lots of nature and New Hampshire inspired artwork and animal. I love animals. Yeah. People's faces. I don't go near. I'm like, mm. yeah. But. Well, I noticed you have some like figurative stuff on your website and it looks yeah. different than the rest of your work a little bit. Like, is that a little bit older? So that it's, it's, it all kind of the animals and, and the figure study, which I, I want to get back into. That is from when I'm usually in a more emotional period of time, I guess. Um, that's my cathartic art yeah. where it's like, usually those tie in with a piece of music. There's like a lot to oh, those pieces. Yeah like hidden stories, I guess, that people aren't necessarily going to get the full scope of when I just kind of post the image online. The kind of like songs that would get stuck in my head while I was like going through, I don't know, like either mad or or sad or something or just like kind of feeling like pent up. And I would just put the song on repeat and sketch for hours and those figures would kind of come out. And I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, I want to get back into my figure series. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) There's a lot of emotions going on again. So. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to forget that. If you like post like a new figurative thing on yeah. Instagram, I'm going to be like, I wonder what's going on. Yeah, like who screwed Sarah over now? <laughs> Sarah, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> You have such a really strong understanding of color. I feel like when I see your work, that's one of the most striking thing. I mean, you have really striking uh, line work as well, but your color is so gorgeous and oh, it just thank you. It sucks you right in. <laughs> Can you talk a bit about what choices you're making with colors from, you know, some that are, you know, you're doing the state 
perhaps, or yep. you're doing things that don't have necessarily a representational color. Is that driven by music and emotions too? Or is there another thing that's... So I feel I feel like this is just going to sound douchey when I say this. Um, <laughs> Lay it on us. Okay. <laughs> so I've, a question I got a lot when I was teaching English was like, why aren't you teaching art? Because you seem to really love that as well. And the answer is because I, I have no idea how to. Um, <laughs> and like, I, I was that kid who took piano lessons like my entire like childhood growing up and I can, I can play decently, but like, I was always so jealous of those people who could like sit down and play by ear. And I'd ask them like, how do you do this? And they're like, it just kind of happens. Like I can't. And for me, that's always been color is I've never used mixed, like the mixing charts confused me more mm -hmm. than anything. Like when they would try and teach me that in, in high school art classes, I was like, I don't, you know, this just seems like unnecessary steps. And it's, it's kind of, and this is why I feel like a douche saying this, but it is, it's like kind of intuitively driven for me. Like mm -hmm. it just, it's something I've never had to overthink or like sit there and really like plan it out. It just, I guess it is like, it's in, intuitive Intuition. to just kind of yeah. like, go for it and I feel like I break all the rules with watercolor especially because I know it's supposed to be like water based and you just kind of and I'm like I I use so much pigmentation with my like my <laughs> I feel like a traditional art teacher would be like you're wasting so much product right now but do you ever use wash I've ne I've never used it that sounds like you got to go out there and do that I gotta try it because that's if you're if you're looking for you know heavy use of pigment but still the watercolor feel yeah if you get a nice, you know, a strong quality uh, product, I think that could be really successful with what you do. This is good. My mom was just asking what I want for Christmas go. and my yeah. birthday. So nice gouache set. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that recommendation. Because <laughs> you can use it kind of similar to acrylics a little bit, but it is more like watercolor. Yeah. But it's just so much heavier and more vibrant. You know, I, I feel like your colors are very vibrant and, and saturated. And that's that's yeah. why I'm so drawn to them because oh, they're, they're high contrast. So yeah. I think... That could be a cool medium to yeah, explore. Yeah, no, I'm excited to, yeah. to tap into that. <laughs> when did you start creating? Was there like a moment when you like knew, was this like a childhood thing? Was there a moment when you knew you wanted to be an artist? I, I've always loved drawing and sketching. And then it, it's kind of funny because I, my parents were painting our house this summer. And so, you know, we had to clean out like our childhood bedrooms and, and I just kept my dad's like, it's taking you hours. And I'm like, cause I keep going through all these things I forgot about. So like, <laughs> there are always like, I went through like a, I wanted to be a fashion designer phase where it was like, I just have sketchbooks filled and filled with like different dresses and stuff. And then in high school, the art classes, and we really did have an amazing art teacher at Co Brown who just like, yeah, he, he made, he like, helped you but he also just let you do your thing and that was like I still remember the first piece I did for him where I was like oh I want to do this all the time and it felt like my first successful piece and knowing like I was going to go to school for something practical and I'm air quoting there because <laughs> like your parents like you know yep. they've always encouraged me but they're like well you know do you want to do an art degree do you want to do English like English will be able to do a lot more but then it was like I took my art classes in college and I loved it I wasn't drawing at home all the time necessarily yeah and it was actually when I took my teaching job that like I I've never been someone who's like oh I, I feel like I need to burn off the stress of the day so I'm gonna go for a run like I I hate those people because I'm so jealous of those people <laughs> <laughs> like I wish that was what I wanted to do but it was it was drawing for me yeah. that was like that emotional okay I can get 
lost in this and really relax and unwind. And I was literally that first year of teaching coming home and just drawing every day in my parents' like computer room because I was living at home with them at the time and they're saints because like I stained their carpet. That's why they were replacing the carpets this year because they're like, finally, we're going to rip up your paint stained carpet. Um, and then it was actually one of my coworkers who was really pushing for me to start sharing it with people. She's like, this yeah. is this is really cool. Like you could do something with this. And that's kind of where it all bloomed. And then like, it literally did carry me through like my teaching years where I just like would need to have what was mine and not like a thousand other people who needed something from me. I was like, okay, this is my time. And and that's kind of where it all grew. And then it was, it was just really natural for it to kind of progress into this like little side business I have and for it to have translated into what I'm doing currently is just like the coolest thing in the world. Like if someone had told me like I'd get to be doing, you know, the branding for my family's business, not out of nepotism, but because my dad actually was like, I really love your stuff. Like that, that's been the coolest surprise so far, I think for me in my life. I love, 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 love the like silver lining in there. Like everything happens for a reason. You had a stressful job. And as a result, you like had to go home and like paint and draw every single yeah. day. <laughs> so great. <laughs> it was great. I was curious. So you are running to art when you're stressed and you're you're doing it constantly and it's making you feel so good. It's clearly an awesome outlet, which yes. I 100% agree with you. And then you <laughs> sort of turn it into a side business and then it also affects your job that you're currently in. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to be inspired and creative? And does it, is it now becoming more of a challenge sometimes to get it done? Because as you were talking, I was like, God, I remember that too. And now I feel like sometimes it's not always that yeah. easy and pretty. It's like, I have a creative job. I'm a graphic designer at a nonprofit. Yep. And all day I'm working on videos and graphics and different things. And then I come home and I'm so zapped. Yes. And I'm going to yeah. be really jealous if you say, yeah, I'm still always busting <laughs> out art every day. No, it's it's so funny that you're asking that actually, because I was having that thought process on the way here and that I feel like I've slowed down in terms of mm-hmm. creating. And it, it's weird because I thought when I like left my teaching job and took on this new role, which is for all the teachers out there and anyone who's taught, you're working like three full-time jobs at all times like it's it has been wild to me to see how my time has kind of like freed up but in Mm -hmm. the same sense like I don't think I realized how exhausted I was until I hit like the finish line and then I I crashed for like the first couple of months where I was like I've never been so lazy or, or unproductive in my entire life it's hard in the sense of like for me the energy of wanting to do it is is there so much it's this guilt of I now have a list of a hundred other creative things that I need to do for other people so I feel selfish when I'm like I really want to paint this landscape of a photo that I took like months ago, but I still have this commission list that I need to get through. So I'm going to avoid it all and sit on the couch and drink tea and watch an episode of new girl instead. It's it's kind of what happens. So it's, it's definitely that like the fine balance. And like, I have gotten to a point where it's like, I'm really, I've always had a hard time saying no. Like, Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we're entering both my favorite time of the year and my most dreaded time (laughs) of the year um, with I try and set firm deadlines now for like holiday commissions where I'm like October 1st and I post it everywhere. And I'm like, please don't ask me after this date. And then like, you know, I'm sure you guys know, like mm-hmm. someone in November is going to reach out. Who's a really good friend who I have a hard time saying no to. 
and I'm still going to be painting their dog for their grandma by like. <laughs> well, if if that's the case and you have to say yes, you can say, well, there's a 250% markup. Yeah. Everything <laughs> after October 1st. Do you still want that? And if they're like, sure, then you're like, then give me that money. And then maybe that's. That's the, a great idea. That could though. be the compromise. Right. I don't know what percentage, but you know what I mean? You yeah. charge more for. Uh, when I when I do freelance graphic design, if someone needs something expedited, like, yes. I, it, you know, my rate goes up. Yeah. I have two different rates. One for, you know, if you give me enough notice and time and one if you need it the next day. Yes. And I have to, I don't have to cancel my plans that night, even if my plans were just watching New Girl on the couch. Yes. But... I still, it's my life. So yeah. you got to, yeah. That's, no. I like, but I've never thought, see, this is why I love talking to other <laughs> artists. Really? I'm yeah. like, oh my God, genius. Now idea. all your uh, last minute customers are going to hate me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but Brilliant yeah. business advising. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, the pet, the pet portraits get taxing. And I get, I love my dog too, but like there is that point where it's like, and I love animals. I love everyone's animals. But when I'm painting someone's dead dog and I've done oh, it like yeah. seven times and I'm like, this is, this dog is so cute. But then I remember the dog is dead and I'm like, well, this is sad. And then I go through like an emotional <laughs> spiral and I'm like, oops. <laughs> well, the great thing about this episode is it's probably coming out in December. So if you're listening right now, don't bug her. But you know what? 22. E- email 2022. her yes. about 2022 now. Get to the top of the list for your birthdays, your holidays, shopping. Yes. It's way too late for 21, though, okay? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so I think we talked a little bit about, like, sort of where you find inspiration. Like, a lot of your subject matter is, like, nature and animals and landscapes, and it's all so stinking beautiful. Oh, thank you, Sarah. So where do you sort of, like find your inspiration you mentioned taking a picture so yeah I usually work from photographs I yes yep I'm someone who it's like I definitely usually need that reference work um so I recent I took an awesome grad class with one of my favorite professors of all time this past spring and we had to take a picture every day that was part of it and I just like kind of fell in love with taking pictures so now I'm gathering slowly my own kind of like body of reference work. The, you know, the cool part about Instagram is you're networking with all these other creatives all the time. So I have a few photographer friends actually who I've used their work as reference photos. And then I know it's so frowned upon, but sometimes I'm just Googling and I'm yeah. like, <laughs> oh, I need, I need yes. this. I need help. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you ever use Unsplash? I was, I was gonna nope. bring up Unsplash. Tell me too. about Unsplash. <laughs> Unsplash is a I literally talk about it almost every day in my job. It's so great. It's an online collection of photography that's free for commercial oh, use. Okay. So even if you're working in your branding job and say mm-hmm. you have to do yeah. some social media marketing on something you don't have a picture for, you can go to Unsplash or Pexels or there's other websites okay. like that. Yeah. Basically, I believe what it is is users submit to it and they they give their rights away essentially that the only thing you can't like print it and make money from making a print of someone else's mountain (laughs) picture but you can use it in a label you can use it on a post or whatever yeah so i often draw from that and i try to avoid google images and i draw from that and the thinking is that you know that's less of a yeah commandeering sometimes but since they're royalty free and out there for you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I still do yeah. Pinterest sometimes. I mean, you mm-hmm. just, you got to find, you know, usually yeah. I'm not drawing exactly that thing. It's yeah. Sort of yeah. A just like a collage basis, of ideas. Like, yeah. what's that shape? Spe- yeah. Especially yeah. if I'm doing figurative work and I need yes. the angle of a hand or, yeah. you know, different things. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's so, the hardest but part. Unsplash is a, be- it's beautiful too. Like it's really top notch photography. It's Typically gorgeous. when photographers have shoots commercially or just on their own, they have leftover remnant pictures. And so okay. they put it on there and it's a way for them That's to advertise so their business. Yeah. 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 And it's really great. I use it all the time. Yeah. I'll great. have to tell my, my sister is a photographer. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I wonder if she knows about this. Yeah. This That's be good cool. for her it's too. wicked cool. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So creative family. It, it's kind of, it's fun. It's, it's, you know, my parents, they're so funny because they can both sketch and they don't do it though. And I'm like, yeah. why? I'm like, you know, why didn't you guys pursue this more? And they were like, well, it was like, you know, there were just other things that came up and I'm, I feel really grateful because they've always been so like encouraging of us yep. to follow those things. And it, it is fun. It's like my dad, you know, cause he, when you're asking too about the inspiration, especially when it comes for Northwoods, like he's, <laughs> he will have an idea in me and him will like, we don't just like, it's like we orbit each other for weeks about it. Like he's yeah. in one spot, I'm in the other spot. And then like eventually like our we, our gravitational pull sucks us into each other. And we finally like come up with like that, yeah. that like happy medium, I guess. Um, <laughs> but th- that's, you know, cause he's an avid outdoorsman, but it's also like, he's always got these little visions in mind. And I'm like, you're, you're more of an artist than you, you give yourself credit <laughs> for. So yep. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of Northwoods, that's really cool. That like collaboration that you have going on. So like, how did that partnership come to be? Do your, does your family own it's my, it's Yeah, it's my family's business. It's yeah. so cool. <laughs> it's, it's, I feel very lucky. I also realized like, you know, the, the luck of like, oh, my dad, you know, my mom and dad own it and I get to do their artwork for them. But like I said, my dad is also that like brutally honest guy who would have mm-hmm. been like, if this isn't the right fit, like, mm-hmm. I love you, you're my kid, but I'm still going to go find someone else. But it was, you know, it's been, it was such a like weird little pipe dream. So I'm still a little bit in disbelief some days when I pull in and I'm like, wait, how did this, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, our kind of like, my role in it kind of started when he was trying to come up with the logo for yeah. the business and in his head, he wanted like, a tractor seat like an antique tractor seat and I was like what the hell like what the hell is this and he kept having me draw it and I was like dad it looks like a Darth Vader mask like no one (laughs) is gonna know what this is I'm like we're not farmers like why are we hell-bent on this like being the representation is he a big Star Wars fan no (laughs) like no so that's why I was like what is this and um so I kind of just like went behind his back which I've kind of, <laughs> I've, I've kind of found I have to do sometimes is just like do something and then show it to him without yes. us talking about it first. Yep. Cause I, he, you know, he loves flat, like I'm, oh, yeah. art is my Zen space. I needed to pull up the logo yes. to remind myself what it yes. looked like. <laughs> um, and fly fishing is like his Zen yeah. zone. Like, have you guys watched soul? Yes. Oh, oh my oh, God. It's so good. It's oh. so good. But they like talk about how like, Med- meditation is really like when you have that thing that calls to you that like it just brings you to a next level so even if it's not like traditional meditation it's like what pulls you kind of like out of your body and so into the focus of like what it is you're working on yeah. and for him that is that's fly fishing for Aww. me that is my art and so I came up with the fly fishing logo that we have because I was like this is this is you and like this could encompass like what we're talking about and I think that was what kind of like he saw it and he was like that's it and I was like cool and that kind of was like that first stepping stone that led to like yeah him being like can we try this for a label can we do this and this and and now it's been it's just been such a fun journey and I think we've done over like 30 labels (laughs) together now and so cool it's been really fun 
So is there any sort of like themed the labels? Like are all of the imagery like, you know, maybe in Northwood or is it related to like the way the beer tastes or something? Like what are your sort of parameters when you're like, I need to make a label for this beer? Yeah. So we usually, we try to keep it to the outdoors. And my dad, it's, you know, it's funny. The North, the name Northwoods drives me a little insane actually, because a lot of people will come up to me and be like, there's no possessive apostrophe. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm a, I taught English. I know. Um, I'm like, it's because it's not Northwoods, the town. It's like, the Northwoods. It's like yeah. thinking about the Northern woods. Yep. Um, Cause he, I totally get it. Thank, for the record. Thank you, Sarah. I, was I like, never would have thought of that. Every, every time <laughs> someone asked me, I'm like, Oh God, here we go again. Um, it's not municipally owned. It's not the town's brewing company. Yes. <laughs> Although the town community page, might beg to differ sometimes (laughs) but um (laughs) you know we love Maine like my family grew up we just love New England in general so it's it is like we try and tie everything into something you could find within like the New England outdoors parameter but we're also kind of getting more you know into that idea of like what do the outdoors do for you what are things you can do in the outdoors that like kind of bring that you know that feeling of like one with with nature and just being a, a small part of a big something and that is kind of you know we kind of keep going back and forth for that because we'll come up with something and he'll be like but does it stray too far away from like what our brand is like we did a a can for a fruited ipa that I was excited because I got to name it. And then I came up with the concept of the design, which was like these little bumblebees made out of fruit. Um, And he was like, you know, but it, it was also like it caught a whole other demographics eye versus just like our fishermen who come in and and love the fly fishing. And so it's like, we try and weave in each piece to have something to do with either like, you know, our, our immediate surroundings or just that idea of like, why do we love being outside? Like, what is that connection to being outdoors? And like, even if you're not like, like I am not a fly fisherman, I'm not a hunter. I'm not a cross country skier. I really don't like to do activities in the outdoors, <laughs> but I love the outdoors still. Like I love being outside and seeing, you know, different scenery and landscapes. And yeah, so we're branching out. We did a, an ocean one for the first time. Cool. I'm, I'm digging this pumpkin troll. He was so fun. So that was the most outside of um, <laughs> our, yeah. our, you know, I guess catalog of imagery so far. But he, you know, he's he is an outdoorsman. He's outside in the middle of the woods and enjoying <laughs> his time in nature. Um, he's, yeah, he's out in the moonlight. Yeah, he was he was one of my favorites to work on. Um, so we do we have some fun because I lean into the mythical stuff. I got to name you know we did one beer after the Hobbit. It was called Barrels Out of Bond, but oh. we made sure like they were fishing, and so it, we we do get to have some fun and experiment outside of the the realm of what Northwoods is. Oh, these are all great though. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you like them. Oh yeah, I mean they're they're. They work really well with the brand, but it still has your signature style with yeah. it and colors and line work. Yep. Do you do any digital work at all, like a Procreate I've or just, Photoshop? I've just started using Procreate. Cool. I, I love Procreate. It's so fun. I felt like I was cheating so bad the first time <laughs> I was using it. You like, get over that. I was having an affair or something, and I was like, oh. But yeah, and so a few of our labels now have been done purely in Procreate. So like the pumpkin one was done purely cool. in Procreate. Oh, that's awesome. Which was which was fun. But I'm <laughs> I'm still trying. It's like hard because it's like our original can designs were so like 
the pen and ink and watercolor. Yeah. And I, I you never can still do that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm, you know, I'm incorporating elements now where it's like we have most of our labels are hybrids now. Mm-hmm. So they have like some hand drawn yeah. aspect and then I can go in with uh, procreate and do some fun stuff. That's awesome. But it's been a blast. Yeah. Does how much you like the label impact how much you like the beer? You know, it's so funny. Or <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, I used to like this beer, but I don't like this label, so I'm never going to drink it. Um, it's sometimes. But, you know, it's the problem is, like, I was never a huge beer girl. And then, okay. you know, the brewers explain, like, all these. It's so intricate. Like, and yeah. I'm so amazed by what they're doing and the science that goes behind it. So it's, like, I think that extra layer of like knowing how hard they work and how intricate each recipe is like I was like okay I'm gonna start going more into this with an open mind about like different flavors and styles and now it's like there's there are a few beers I won't drink which is problematic but I (laughs) I do I I, like I love dark beers now I never used to like dark beers um my appreciation for the IPA has gone up but yeah so (laughs) it's an acquired taste it is but sometimes the label makes me like the beer more I'm not gonna (laughs) love that so much I'm like I want to drink it out of the can because I really like and that's for all breweries. I'm like, so I'm such a label person. I'm like, I will drink it if I like the label. So, so. a pretty label will totally sell you on a beer. Yeah, I'm like a little that's kid. I say yep. to my mom, though, I'm like, yep. it's like, oh, yeah. Packaging I matters. It does. <laughs> it does. I don't drink beer. I don't drink wine or beer. Just don't like the taste. Never have. But I buy it for my brother-in-law and my mm-hmm. you know friends and family all the time. And I literally base it off the label. Yes. <laughs> I like pretty yep. art on the label. So I it's get true. cool different stuff. So now I, I just followed the page and I'm probably going to get some oh. for Christmas for him. <laughs> but I know Georgie doesn't listen. So it's okay. <laughs> that's awesome. And so, he's a fly fisherman. Oh, perfect. Up in uh, Conway. New oh, Hampshire. that's so, so cool. He'll love this. Yeah, I'm excited. We've yeah. got a couple new ones coming out too. That oh, I, cool. Yeah. Yep. The bonus too. Are the labels made out of plastic or paper? Oh my god, that's a they're this made out like of paper. They're such paper. a niche question. Paper with an adhesive oh, on that's it. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So the the paper ones are the best ones to do this with because the, it doesn't melt at all. But if you finish a beer and you really love the like the can or the label, you can like chop off the top and then turn it into a candle and then like boom, I you've got love, an adorable candle. I love that. That so is much. genius. But it works way better with the paper labels. So yeah. Okay, this is good to I Oh my god, I'm gonna buy some. <laughs> <laughs> you got two new customers right here. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I'm there every day. Come visit and I'll I'll hook you up. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So let's talk about we sort of touched upon it as far as like time and guilt and what challenges do you face as an artist do you have imposter syndrome is it limited time now you know what monetizing your art does that stress you out at all (laughs) yes social media (laughs) and posting does that stress you out like talk about some of the tough stuff because that's what we usually bond over yeah (laughs) the the social media stuff has that has come more naturally than like i plan like i just I'm an oversharer as it is like, and I think sometimes it's hard for people to be kind of like vulnerable on social media. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, you want to see like page six of my diary? Like sure. Like here, I'll post yep. a picture of it. Um, <laughs> just like that. So that part has been that parts I've, I've found like, I'm like, okay, like if, if you don't want to follow me, don't follow me. I don't care. Like, and I'm not, I'm never stressed. Cause I, you know, I've, I've been in a couple you know, meetings with other people talking about like follower growth and like interaction. And I'm like, I'm not, I set those boundaries really fast about like, if I don't respond to your direct message within a few days, like 
I don't, I'm not going to sit here and beat myself up over it. Or like, if I'm not like commenting on like 30 people's page, like I just, Mm -hmm. there are other places I want to put my time and like, maybe that's selfish, but I'm also like, I don't think that number really matters at the end of the day because the people who I've connected with and I'm like forming community with, like they're, they're still there and they're not going to be offended if I like forget to like a comment or something. The pricing sucks. Like I hate pricing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Especially like, you know, and my, my friends are so good about it. Cause like I'll charge them and I never want to charge my friends like what I charge. And yeah. they're like, like you yeah. need to, and I'm like, but I don't, I don't want to, but then it, it's like that. I feel like when I'm talking to other younger artists who are getting started is like the first thing I say to them is like price your work for what you think it's worth because mm-hmm. you're going to sell yourself short. And then when you get older and you're like, I know what I'm worth, but now I have people who expect this price point for me. It, it just gets a little bit harder mm-hmm. to change it. Like yeah. I'm having that battle with my Etsy right now. Cause I'm like, I want to raise my prices, but I have loyal customers who I know are like, yep. your prints have always been this price. Like, why are they going to jump up all of a sudden? Cause it's so much work. And I'm like, it has to be worth my time yeah. for yep. me to be, you know, I'm thinking about what Christmas was last year and the, the increase in people buying online yep. because no one was going out and like how many hours I spent in my apartment packaging last year. And I'm like, okay, it felt, was it worth it last year? <laughs> like, yep. When tax season rolled around, I was like, was this like, did I do? Okay. But it's like I said, I think for me, that weird guilt of like, I like right now, like I want to go home and I want to finish this this dumb chipmunk <laughs> painting that I've been working on <laughs> forever. Um, but I have to like, <laughs> my, my cousin's getting married and I'm painting him something. So I know I have to like paint. There's a hard deadline. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that gets hard. It was interesting. Cause I was at seafood fest. It was awesome. They did a mural competition for the first time this Whoa, year cool. that Alyssa Pine orchestrated. And it was, it was so much fun and it was almost like a little artist retreat versus a competition because we spent the entire weekend together and all of us just kind of like bonded and it was the first time we had really immersed ourselves in a situation like that with other artists and so like these were things we were talking about but like almost like sometimes that social media like I'll post a sketch that took 15 minutes and it'll blow up yep then I'll post a painting that I worked on for hours and hours and hours and it gets like such little reception and I'm like it's that weird like what is really you know I see it as a super successful like I'm so proud of this piece versus like is it the niche factor that other people are that gets a little bit weird sometimes where I'm like this is what I want to do but this is what people keep like liking so responding yes yes yeah I 100% feel you there. I (laughs) sometimes just chug, like right now I'm doing Guts-tober, which is something we're doing that's kind of like Inktober. And I'm just, some of them I'm just throwing out there and I'm like, I don't even like this, but I just want to get the challenge done. And then if people like it, I'm like, oh crap. It's the weird (laughs) obligation. And I'm I'm so glad you're saying that because I set out to do Inktober this month and then I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm like, I've already fallen behind. I already (laughs) combined three of the prompts. Like I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. Um. <laughs> I know it's it's these weird things we set upon ourselves mm-hmm. and if you say it publicly too like I'm gonna do Inktober or Drawtober yeah. and then yep. you don't it's like 
who out there is thinking, oh, well, yeah. Laura didn't actually do it, said what she was going to do. But I don't, I don't think anyone is. No, and that's no their one problem cares. As we put the pressure on ourselves. Because <laughs> yeah. I did that with, you know, I've been slowly working through an illustrated series of the states. Mm. And I had oh, yeah. said, I literally, it's a did exactly what you just said i posted and i was like i'm gonna have these done by october and i'm like well it's october and <laughs> and now i'm like i'm gonna have these done by but i'm turning 30 this year so i'm like by the time i turn 30 i will have completed the series because i've been working on it now for four <laughs> years and i just want it to be done and i'm sick of people being like where's new mexico and i'm <laughs> so side question <laughs> how do you decide what order and who's gonna be the 50th or 51 oh, you know the last one to be done i know it's are, are are they going to be like, what's wrong with my state? Why was it last? Well, I'm, yeah. but I'm doing that now where it's like, I have been doing them in a really, really friggin' random order. Like, <laughs> so there's, it's not like you're following the map. There's not even yeah. organized chaos. It's just chaos at this point where I'm like, <laughs> what do I have an outline done of? And I'm like, oh, or I'm like, who sent me a reference photo? Like, cause originally I was trying to do like all reference photos from like yeah. my travel okay. photographer friends. And then like, that just went out the window and I was like, okay, I just like, you know, I need, I just need something to like do this with. But some of them, like, you know, I just did a night version of South Carolina that someone had commissioned and I loved it so much. And I'm like, well, I can't put this next to my California and my other ones because <laughs> it makes them look so bad. So it's that like constantly critiquing yourself. Yeah. But I think and I think that is what artists need to realize too, is that like we are always our, our toughest critics. Like mm -hmm. I was hanging out with someone the other day and he was working on a painting and he was like beating himself up so bad about this one, one little detail on it. And I'm like, literally no one is, is looking at yeah. that. Like, I'm like, nope. you're fixated on it. I never would have noticed it if you hadn't been like, see this and like push my face up against the canvas to be like, and it's like, our we will own, always yeah. beat ourselves up. Yep. Yep. more than anyone else yep. is going to. And yeah. if you spend 20 hours looking at a piece versus someone on Instagram who takes literally two seconds to five seconds to look at something. Oh my gosh, yes. At a very smaller scale, <laughs> yep. it's not going to be the same. No. You don't realize that. No. Your, um, your state series, when you're done, I think that could lend well to a, a book. I think it would be so cool. It would oh, be really good as a book. Uh, that would be so cool to do on Kickstarter or something. Yeah, like, I've been I've been thinking really about cool. that because I'm like, what do I, you know, because I'm working on a full moon series right now too to do as a calendar for the yeah, end of this year, which awesome. I'm like, I got to, <laughs> I skipped. Oh my God. What is it? It's the sturgeon, the sturgeon moon. Oh, I was just what, like, August. Is that yeah, right? I was like, who the hell wants a picture of a sturgeon? I'm like, it's just the creepiest looking thing. I don't know what to do with this. Um, Wait, why? What does a sturgeon look like? They're just like these really big kind of obnoxious looking, uh, yeah. they're like gray fish. Like they're not sturgeon. I know what, I know what they look like. Yeah. You do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they are ugly. That's what I mean. And I'm like, so I'm like, maybe I'll just do a, a fin coming out of the water. Like I keep looking at it, but like, I just, Ew. that's, I, I struggle to finish. I guess that's the yeah. biggest thing I do is it's like, I go in fully ambitious with like this big grand scheme. And then I get like halfway through and I'm like, Oh shit. Like well, uh, if anyone can make them look cool, it's you. Thank yep. you. I was you thinking about, just I can't doing... wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to change it to stork and be like, see who calls me out on it. Like there is no such thing as the stork moon. <laughs> be like, what? <laughs> there aren't that many people. I assume who like know, who know them. Moons. I know probably not. 
Um, my husband and I memorized them all a couple years ago. We just like sort of randomly got onto this like weird, we were talking about the moons and then yeah. we like looked it up on Wiki and we just memorized all of them and we were like, yeah, you're we're the memorize kind of person who would be like, hey, there's no stork. I call BS. <laughs> <laughs> but, I like, love it. You have to assume I'm like the only person. I How mean, many people memorize the moon? I do <laughs> love that. I appreciate you even more for that. There's though, probably right seven in the United States. I would estimate around seven to eight Aaron people. and I are two of them. Yep. I was going to say there's a third one in this room so we're doing pretty well uh, we should do rapid fire yep i'm just gonna say yep so rapid fire they're quick questions okay. with quick answers i read on your website that you love listening to music while you create and that some of your art is inspired by music tell us what you're listening to lately oh god everything abba has been circulating heavy fleetwood mac oh gosh a lot of everything <laughs> what other artist has influenced you the most i love monet i'm a cliche b- but like he just, I was in Paris two weeks ago and got to go to the Monet Museum oh. and the tugging in my chest of when I'm standing in front of his work, I just, cause I think he worked fast. I work, I don't like to like sit and look at a painting for, this is longer than a sentence, but I can't sit there and look at it for like months. Like mm-hmm. I like to sit down in like eight hour chunks and like crank it out yep. and get lost in it and knowing like that was his process too. And it just seems into everything he seemed to be doing was so intuitive. It yep. feels like, and yep. Yeah. That's wicked cool. Love it. What's your favorite color? I don't have, I just love them all. Rust, though. <laughs> I always go for rust oranges. Oof. Like, Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite scent? I like the smell of tobacco a lot. That's not my favorite, but it's one of them. I really, it's like a weird nostalgia thing. What's your favorite sound? Rain on the roof. What's your favorite texture to touch? Oh, God. Um, warm puppy fur. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the most inspiring location you've traveled to? Florence. I love Florence. What's the last new thing you've learned? Oh, God. I just learned something really fascinating. I got to visit Paris. France is on the brain. But when I was at Mont Saint-Michel in Normandy, I had no idea that the archangel Michael apparently appeared to this bishop and was like, build this here in 708. And then if you look at a map of all the places where this archangel supposedly appeared to tell people where to build things it is a perfect diagonal line yeah. that is supposedly where the blade will will fall when he cuts the head off of like the doomsday beast or whatever that the, i'm not even religious but i just found it also fascinating I was Damn. Like, what? <laughs> heavy clincher question okay. if you could go back in time what advice would you give your younger self that's a head that's like a there's a lot of advice i would give myself don't wear ponchos and braids to middle school um (laughs) they were in they were in i swear (laughs) um i think it would just be to start trusting myself a lot faster like i i kind of have always been a quirky person and in middle like grade school middle school i didn't under you know i was like oh but they're like and it's just like stay true to really just be who yeah. be who you are and like that is what is gonna work out the best for you. So totally. yeah. Oh, that's such good advice. Very good advice. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you guys. This we're was so, so happy much fun. to have you on it the was podcast. It really fun talking to you. Yeah, it was great talking to you I love you talking guys to too. other artists. It's, it's just Me like, too. Oh, my people, we're all struggling and having fun at the same time. So thank you again so much, Sarah, for being on the podcast. And with that, show us your creative guts. Another huge thank you to Sarah for joining us on Creative Guts. 
I feel such a kindred spirit in Sarah, and our time together was not enough. As I mentioned in the interview, her colors, her line work, and all that she does really just speaks to me. And I'm not even a beer drinker, and I must, must purchase some Northwoods Brewing Co. beer purely for the artwork on the cans. I love all that she does, and I can't wait to see what she does next. It was so fun connecting with Sarah and finally getting to hear how the beautiful labels at Northwoods Brewing Company come to be. I think my favorite thing from our interview with Sarah was hearing how healing and meditative art is for her. She dove deeper into creativity to unwind from a stressful job and what a lovely silver lining that is. Stay tuned for a future collaboration at Northwoods Brewing Company because that is definitely going to happen. Go see and shop Sarah's art online at sarahfenertyart.com and on Instagram, instagram.com slash s.fenertyart. You can also find her on Etsy. It's etsy.com slash shop slash s.fenertyart. As always, you can find those links and more in the episode description of this episode and on our website. Find out more about Creative Guts online at creativegutspodcast.com and on Facebook and Instagram where our handle is at Creative Guts Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of Creative Guts. Sorry, we don't have time for formatting. I thought I was going to sneeze. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> it just made a very small, annoying noise. I'm just jumping the gun. <laughs> I waited until you were done to move my chair. <laughs> I hit the table. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the energy. It's okay. <laughs> it's gonna make such a good blooper. Yeah. We put bloopers at the end of okay, every episode. Great. So we got some in there. Yeah, you had good ones. You Thanks. had good bloopers. So that was just a running start of draft. We're going into okay. round two. We okay. got it.